Today, uh, I think the word we might use to describe the message of the gospel is repentance, that we seek uh, forgiveness of our sins. Uh, so St. John the Baptist is coming, and he's proclaiming this message. You can kind of imagine um, what the modern day uh, comparison might be. I don't know what that person would look like, but camel's hair and, you know, wild, wild honey and things. It's kind of like, who is this guy coming out of the desert? You Imagine people kind of were just coming out to see what kind of person is this? You know, they were coming to, to see this strange phenomenon. But this, his message is one of preparation, right? That there's something greater coming, and so I want to prepare you. Um, if we look at what Christianity professes and talks about it, one of the things that we have to believe is we need a Savior, right? That there's a reality that my life is not complete on its own. I, I can't save myself. That's not always a popular message in today's world. We, we don't want to talk about sins. We don't want to talk about what's right or what's wrong. We don't, want to, want to, we don't want to hear that. We don't need that Catholic guilt. You'll hear people say things like that. Um, it's, it's a burden to me. It's, it's hard for me. I don't, want to, I don't want to worry about those kinds of things. So that's, that's the, the, kind of the, the resistance that we run into as Christians when we talk about, well, there's a, there's a way that God calls us to live, right? And we cooperate with that. Um, it's going to be good for us. And if we don't cooperate with that, it's going to be bad for us. But the reality is, if we look at our hearts, we look at the interior part of who we are as, as human beings, we don't have peace when we live a sinful life, right? That there's always going to be a restlessness or a, or a, a sort of a, a need to, to kind of cover that up. And we do that in different ways, right? We all seek ways to cover up our sins if, if indeed we're, we're sinning. And the more we sin, the more distraction we need, right? So... It could be things like um, the way we interact online, that we just we are always looking for something to do, distract us, something to buy, something a game to play, a conspiracy theory to get a part, be a part of, uh, feeding the vices that are part of our lives. That that's one way in that we kind of start to kind of cover up what um, what our hearts tell us, which is I need to repent, I need to turn back to God, I need to change my life. And so God has written in our very hearts this recognition of our own faults, our own sins. And so John the Baptist's message was convicting people and they were coming out and getting baptized, preparing themselves for uh, Jesus. Jesus was coming. So I think for us, if we don't acknowledge my sins, if I don't uh, look at my wrongs, the things that I need to, to work on, uh, if I don't acknowledge that there's anything wrong in my life, the, the temptation, I think, or the, the thing that appeals about that is like, well, if, if I don't do anything wrong, then it's never my fault, right? It's somebody else. Somebody else did the wrong thing. So it's easy in today's culture, I think, to kind of identify with that and say, well, it's kind of nice. I'm never at fault. If I, if I can find the fault in you or someone else or a society or whatever, I never have to look inward. But the reality is we can't control anybody else other than my actions, right? I'm, I'm the only one that has the ability to change my actions. I, I can be influenced by others and I can influence other people, but at the end of the day, the only one that I can change is my own self, my own response. So that's really where John's message is calling us to look inward. Look into our hearts, look into our souls, look into my interior life and see where is it that I need to repent? Where is it that I have sort of gone off the track from where God is calling me to, to, to live? So to seek the Lord, 
to seek uh, God's voice in our lives. If we take an honest look at where we need mercy and forgiveness, that's going to be the doorway to transformation. That's going to be the doorway to um, experiencing forgiveness for our sins. And that will lead us to healing from our sins and from the effects of sins. And that in turn helps me to offer that, uh, that healing or that mercy to others. It gives me hope for what the future may hold and allows them to turn to joy. So there's a lot of things that kind of cascade from that. And if we just hold back from that and say, I don't have any problems here, there's nothing to see here, we prevent ourselves from going down that path, which is all the things that are good for us, the healing, the forgiveness, the mercy, the um, offering mercy to others, and experiencing joy and hope. St. Faustina says this uh, in her diary uh, about the Lord's gift of confession. So uh, Jesus speaks to St. Faustina, and, he, and Jesus says to her, When you approach the confessional, know this, that I myself am waiting, waiting there for you. I am only hidden by the priest, but, if, but I myself act in your soul. Here, the misery of the soul meets the God of mercy. Tell souls that from this font of mercy, souls draw graces solely with the vessel of trust. If there is trust, if their trust is great, there is no limit to my generosity. So perhaps you know the, the message of divine mercy. Jesus, I trust in you, right? That we, we need to trust in Jesus. I need to trust in Jesus more than myself when it comes to my sins. That I trust that Jesus can forgive my sins. That they are forgivable. That no matter what I've done, God's mercy is greater than my sin. So Advent is a great time. And I... You know, I'm always hearing confessions, so, but it, it's a great time to go to confession. If you're a, a, a once-in-a-while confessional Catholic, this is one of the seasons you should really make a priority to try to go and make a good confession. And if you've already gone to confession, that's great. But if you haven't yet, or if it's been a long time, look at that insert. Find a place where you can go and, and make your good confession. It doesn't have to be with me. In fact, great, you want to go to another priest? Less work for me. That's wonderful. So whoever you want to go to, that's fine. Just find a place. Find a priest that you're comfortable with and go uh, confess your sins. Allow the Lord's grace and healing to start progressing in your life. Um, you know, we're all at different stages. Some people, it's just, it's just kind of like a little cleanup, right? Not too bad. Other people, we have these big ups and downs in our life and we really need confession more often. Wherever you're at, that's okay. God meets you where you are. But he does want you to come and receive that, that mercy so that you can keep progressing in your spiritual life. So by examining our lives and acknowledging our sins, we open the door to a change, right? I think sometimes we feel stuck. And we are stuck if we don't, if we don't confess our sins. If we don't go to seek God's mercy, we get stuck in the mud, in the muck. And then the temptation is just to distract, distract, distract. And just never, never acknowledge what I need uh, inside. And it's a big temptation in today's world where we're so easily caught up in busyness. So it should be a, should be a practice of, of Catholics to go to confession at least during the, the penitential seasons, the preparation seasons of Advent and Lent. Um, to, you can certainly go more often and there's op opportunities for that. But put your house in order. The Lord is coming, right? So it's time now to get things cleaned up. Uh, you know, I think of when I have friends come over, sometimes I go to the fridge and look in there, see what's might be growing in the back corner, and 
get rid of that stuff, right? You got to clean it all out, get it all out there. Um, we don't want any um, fuzzies in the back. So you got to make sure that your house is in order, and it's the same thing with our souls. We, we want to make sure that our souls are, are prepared for the coming of Christ. And to really seek confession, not as a license for sin, because I think that's when sometimes um, as Catholics it can be criticized by non-Catholics, is they'll say, well, you guys just go and do that thing, and then you can go and do whatever you want, and then just go back again. That's not true. I mean, it is in one sense. You could treat it that way. Many people do. But it's, it's a remedy for sin, right? So it's not like, well, I, I can just go to confession so I can presume on God's mercy and, and not really intend to change. But this intent should be, I'm coming. I know I'm struggling in this area, but I'm coming to, to start again and to have a fresh start. And I'm going to work really hard to not uh, go back into that sin. So it's a remedy. It's a conversion. It's a transformation that we seek. And we do need help with that. And God wants to help us with that. So be encouraged by that. And be persistent in seeking the remedies that God offers us. St. John Paul II uh, says this about confession. He says, Confession is an act of honesty and courage. An act of entrusting ourselves beyond sin to the mercy of a loving and forgiving God. I think that's an important thing to remember. It's not about God trying to make us feel bad or ashamed or, or guilty or whatever. It's about meeting God's mercy and finding freedom there and finding the path to, to the Lord and, and experiencing uh, renewal in our lives. So if you haven't got the point yet, go to confession sometime during Advent and God's mercy is there for us. So let's pray for that grace to be open to what God wants for us.